War Eagle. This is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 195. It is August 15th, 2017. I go by War Bloggle. It's been a while. I think it's been almost five months now since I've recorded one of these. Uh, I actually recorded one, started to record one last week. And as I was recording, I usually do these on the way home in my car. Uh, as I was recording about right where I am right now, I either ran over something or something, I don't know, but I got a flat tire. So, we're gonna try it again. Hopefully things are better and smoother and we can get back into it. Um, so, we are 18 days away from kickoff. That is Javon Myers day away from kickoff. Actually, let me just tell you why I haven't recorded that many recently or done really anything war blogger related not a big deal but you know I usually kind of drop off in in basketball season I mean it was fun but it, it got bad at the end and baseball season was really good but I don't know I just it has nothing to do with Auburn it's just that baby bloggle started playing baseball we got into that I was coaching him uh, he made all-stars I was coaching that we went to the state tournament coaching that and it kind of ended about three or four weeks ago so that's really it i've been doing a lot of baseball going straight there after work so i don't have time to record bloggle spots anyway nothing's happening i'm not quitting more bloggle you can stop worrying now and all that but um but yeah anyway some big not big news i'll go back two days i guess and or yesterday where uh gus announced that jared stidham would be the starter for the opener against georgia southern we all know it's happening uh, the media likes to make it a thing when he won't say who the starter is. And sure, I'm I'm 100% sure there was a competition, but we all knew that Jared Siddham was going to be the starter. Nothing against Sean. Having Sean as a backup is probably the best backup in the SEC. He's played. He's proven he can win. But he, he's a little frail. He gets hurt kind of easily. His shoulder was never really where it needed to be, and then he got hurt in the Oklahoma game and all that. I mean, that game kind of showed what he meant to the team because Auburn was winning. He went and tried to hit somebody going in the end zone and broke his arm, kept playing, and then I, when he, once he came out, everything went downhill. So he's proven that he is good enough to play in the SEC and win. But now we've got Jared Stidham, who is more of an elite quarterback, Sean White is a, is a very smart, safe quarterback. Jared Siddham should be more of that elite status. Yeah, he's only played two full games in college, but he played multiple parts of games at Baylor. Came in, played in, in every, uh, at least, I was watching highlights today, at least in the first nine or ten games, he played in all of them in some way. And he's more of a slinger, a, a Texas slinger, that's where he's from. And he, he's just going to be able to kind of throw it deeper, sling it around, put it in the window, all that kind of stuff. But he can also run. He runs a 4.640. And, I mean, he's not Nick Marshall. He's a better passer than Nick Marshall, but he's probably not as fast as Nick Marshall. So it's kind of like a small trade-off. But about that, that skill set, um, or in terms of level of, of skill set, uh, but he should probably be a better quarterback than Nick Marshall was. He's more of a true quarterback. Um, but Sean, as soon as it, it got announced yesterday, Sean tweeted all in, more eagle. So that's good to see. He's not. He may transfer sometime or next year or something. 
but at least right now he's not acting like, you know, this is wrong or whatever. I mean, he had to see it coming too. Uh, it's just, and Malzahn said, Sean didn't lose it. Jared just won it, which dumb people will say that's the same thing, but it's really not. I mean, in terms of Sean's, Sean's perspective, he did fine. Jared Sidham is just a better quarterback. Uh, he just is. So, that's that. We know who the quarterback is. I I was going to – this is what I was going to rant about last week before I got the flat tire. Um, it doesn't matter if you know who the quarterback's going to be. All that matters is the team knows eventually and when they run out on the field, who to go out on the field. It does not – people think too much about what they know affects the game. They think that that matters. It doesn't. It doesn't mean there's a problem just because you don't know. It doesn't mean Auburn's going to lose or there's chaos or, or things like that just because you don't know. I mean, it's it's giving them the game plan. It's giving the other team the game plan if you go ahead and tell them who's going to play. Now, a lot of times it's obvious. This year it was obvious. It went on a little bit longer than normal, but Malzahn is a nice coach. That's the thing about him. He's nice. He's nice to his players. He probably held it out a little bit longer just to be nice to Sean. He knew what the end result was going to be, but he knew Sean was putting in work too, and he just didn't want to just call it at the beginning. So, Sidham's quarterback. We knew it. Nobody should have been worried or scared, and I wouldn't have been scared if Sean started either. Either way, I mean, if he legitimately beat out Sidham, I would not have been worried because he was good enough to win most of those games last year. He was just hurt. Georgia game, 100% was lost because he was hurt. Could not throw the ball. But anyway, the other news came out today, speaking of quarterbacks and former quarterbacks and whatever, that John Franklin is going to transfer or is transferring to Florida Atlantic, which in a weird twist of fate, if you remember, he was a Florida State quarterback. He left Florida State because he wasn't going to play. Went to East Mississippi, East Mississippi Community College was on last chance U, then came to Auburn. He didn't really play against on last chance U because the other guy was a better passer, I guess. Uh, but he did play a little bit and kind of showed out a little bit. One, that one game that that Brett Lashley had, was, has, was watching, and that's probably why he ended up at Auburn. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Don't watch it around kids, but it's, it's a very good behind-the-scenes of the football team um, and what it's like to have – kids who get kicked out of school or leave a school and have to go there and kind of get their last chance. But anyway, so John Franklin went from Florida State to East Mississippi Community College to Auburn, now to Florida Atlantic. DeAndre Johnson, if you remember, was the Florida State quarterback who was seen, he punched a girl at a bar in Florida, at Florida State in Tallahassee. Uh, he went to East Mississippi and played great season they didn't he did not they didn't lose a game in which he played in he and if you watch it you would not think he'd be the guy to punch anybody he was the most level-headed person on that team hardest worker never gave the coach any problems just you could tell he had he had you know turned everything around or whatever but anyway he was at florida state went to east mississippi community college now he's at florida atlantic so john franklin is going to be at Florida Atlantic with Lane Kiffin as the coach, if you remember. Also with a Florida State quarterback that went to East Mississippi. Now, 
I saw earlier, someone said, I can't remember who it was, that John Franklin's going to play wide receiver there. So he's not going to try to beat out DeAndre Johnson. He's not better than DeAndre Johnson. He's probably a quicker runner, definitely a quicker runner, but DeAndre's more of a quarterback than John Franklin is. So, I mean, I, it doesn't totally bother me that he's transferring. I tweeted this today. He is a converted wide receiver trying to get a, get playing time in Auburn's most talented position. I mean, you could argue that Auburn's got more talented running backs, but wide receiver, we got Kyle Davis, Darius Slayton, Nate Craig Myers, Marquise McClain, all those guys that were, you know, four and five stars coming out and made, Kyle Davis especially, made waves their freshman year. So he was going to have to try to fight that and get through that. And this is his last year. He's already graduated from Auburn. He can go anywhere as a graduate transfer and play immediately. So it's kind of like, why not? I mean, it was kind of like Blake Countess and TJ Neal, who transferred to Auburn from Michigan and Illinois last year and the year before. They had already graduated. They kind of had one more free year to do what they wanted to do. They didn't love their situation, so they went to another school and they got to play. Play counts as more than TJ Neal, but they got to, you know, have fun, I guess you could say, and play on a, a good team. Florida Atlantic, I looked at their schedule. If they've got two former Florida State quarterbacks on there with, with Lane Kiffin calling the plays, two like high caliber players, especially DeAndre Johnson, they're going to score a lot of points. They don't play anybody. Uh, they play Wisconsin and Navy to start the season, but then it's like Buffalo and Florida International and Old Dominion and all these weird teams. So they might actually be good this year. I don't know. I don't know what the rest of the team looks like. But anyway, what else? Uh, Auburn went to Italy. Auburn basketball went to Italy and came back 4-0. They beat some pro teams. They beat the Italy All-Stars. They, I think one game was about a, 15-point game, and the other ones were like 50 and 40 and 60-point games. Uh, and that was without Austin Wiley play. Chumo Kiki had 20 rebounds one game. I know it's exhibition games in tiny little gyms in Italy, but especially on things like that where you're flying across the world and having a lot of fun at night and you're kind of whatever, and to go and play in front of nobody... And if you saw the pictures, it looked like pickup games. They weren't even wearing the real jerseys. It was just, I mean, nothing big at all and just blowing teams out. I mean, Europeans are, they're not, they're no slouch in basketball. There's tons of them in the NBA. Not that these are NBA caliber. And I know, you know, at least one of them was a pro team over there. And Italy All-Stars, you would think that they would be good. I don't know what age they were. Obviously, they had to be at least college age. But I don't know if you can get excited about it. But we all know five years ago, first of all, we never would have gone over there because nobody was excited or would have taken the initiative to go over there like Bruce Pearl did. Second of all, we definitely wouldn't have beaten those teams. So, I mean, I think we're going to be good, but... I don't want to act like we're going to win the national championship or anything, but it's looking good. Meanwhile, Alabama lost to a Canadian team, and so did Vandy. And then that team beat Towson. So, recruiting champions, right? I don't know. 
So everything is looking good. In terms, let me go back to Auburn real fast. This is the deepest. Pat I said this today, and he must have been listening to me talk somewhere. This is probably the deepest, most uh, deepest team with the most talent that there's been in a very, very long time. I mean, it's it starts at quarterback. Jarrett Siddham is an elite quarterback, supposedly. That doesn't mean he's going to come out and have the greatest year ever. But in terms of his stats from previous teams and rankings and his just the way he throws the ball, he should be an elite quarterback. That's got to translate to game time situations but or game situations. But he should be an elite quarterback. His backup, Sean White, has already won multiple SEC games. Running back, Carrion Johnson and Cameron Petway. That's two of the best right there with Malik Miller backing him up. Devin Barrett. I didn't even mention Malik Willis, the third-string quarterback, who might be the most electric and best for this offense that we might see in a year or two from now. But anyway, offensive line is deep. Wide receivers, deep and probably the most talented on the field. Defensive line, lost Carl Lawson and Montreus Adams. Should not miss a beat, apparently. Linebackers best we've had linebackers in years, at least more than one. Who was the last great linebacker we had? Josh Bynes was the last good linebacker we had, and that was 2010. Now we've got Deshaun Davis stepped up last year, Trey Williams, Trey Threat will probably step in there. I mean, we've got linebackers like we never had before. DBs, Steven Roberts, um, Javaris Davis, Carlton Davis, all of them. This I don't see a position where I'm going to have to learn somebody's name. It's all experienced guys or big-name guys that you remember from recruiting that were five stars. It's all depth and talent, and really depth, talent, and experience. And those are the three things you need. I mean, it's and they're not even all seniors. There's I think there's 20 seniors on this team, um, if I remember from the – from the uh, team picture, which that's another thing. John Franklin got in the team picture, and now he leaves two days later. But it's kind of funny. So he's one of the seniors. So 19 seniors or so, that's a lot. It doesn't include the quarterback. Both quarterbacks are junior, sophomore, redshirt sophomore. Running backs are junior, senior. No, junior, junior. Um, Cameron Petway is a junior, but he can leave after this year. Or he no, he could have left after last year because he had been here three years apparently. So, junior, junior. Wide receivers are all freshmen and sophomores. Darius Slayton is a junior. Um, linebackers are seniors, so that'll, that's kind of – but, I mean, that's good for this year. They're seniors. They've been there. So, I mean, this is young, experienced, talented depth. And that's something Auburn really hasn't had in a lot of places, at least not all over the field, in a long, long, long time, if ever. Pat Dye said it was the most talented team at Auburn ever. Could it be? I don't know. All right, I've gone 15 minutes on my return. Uh, so yeah, we are 18 days away. I wrote about the 18th best game best game in the last 30 years at Jordan Hare. I actually wrote about it in 2015, but there hasn't been anything to knock those games off yet. So go read that. It was LSU 2006. Check Twitter, Warbloggle, Facebook, Warbloggle, Instagram, Warbloggle, Snapchat, which I really don't use, but Warbloggle. Um, Let's get back into it. We're getting close. Almost two weeks. All right. That's it. Boggle spot number 195. Done. War Eagle.